Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast, and we are talking about the playing tournament. The final game is is essentially over. It's about to end, yep. but it's the decision of who's going to win is long over. And let's we let's talk it. about these games. Yeah, we called it. ESPN called it. Pretty much everybody's called it. We're yeah. we're about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I think the outcome is pretty well uh, known. But we'll get to that game in just a second. Uh, just before we hit record, I was about to ask you, Ronnie, did any of these scores surprise you? Did any of the outcomes surprise you? And if so, which one was the most surprising to you? Yeah, the one that surprised me the most was the, was the Pelicans. That was just huge. I mean, obviously, I thought they were going to at least make the play in. And, you know, I did predict that they were going to win the championship. Um, yeah, <laughs> a little they, misfire there. They were in first place in January at one time. And now they're out. They didn't even make the playoffs. That's just so insane to me. Yeah. But they were riddled that was with injuries as well. Yeah, they were riddled with injuries all year. I mean, Zion was out most of the time. Brandon Ingram was out for a good portion, and uh, Alvarado, that little spark that they that he gives that team, he was out. So, kind of makes sense because of injuries. But man, so disappointing. Yeah, I I expected the Pelicans to win that game. Uh, so let's talk about that game first. <laughs> it, it wasn't the first game that was played, but the Pelicans fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 123 to 118. And before the game, <laughs> Zion was doing windmill dunks. Yeah, which I know. just makes me wonder what the heck is going on I with that organization. Yeah, Last year he was doing the 360 dunks and wasn't playing. This year he's doing windmill dunks and not playing. It almost seems like it's an epically long, like prank. Man, seriously, like if you're on that team and you're you're any player for Oklahoma. I mean, sorry, if you're any player for the Pelicans. You kind of just be frustrated as hell. And you like, who wants to play for a team like that when your your star player is practicing dunking the ball? And he just yeah. said, "I'm just not in the right mindset yet. I I can't play yet." Okay, well, get in the right mindset because this is the most important game of the year right now. Otherwise, we're not in the playoffs, and that's exactly what happened. So, I don't know. It's not like they had another chance like other teams did. They were if they lost their first game, then they're done. So. Yeah, when when you're nine or ten in the playing tournament, you you lose and you go home. You don't get a second chance like the seven and eight seed that yeah. do. So yeah, it was it was it was a must win game for them, and they did not win. And really, looking at that, you know, Shea Gillies Alexander just had an absolutely amazing game, mm-hmm. and I became a big fan of him. Yeah, during I- this tournament here, he's just so fun to watch. The way he plays basketball is. It's not that different than other players that you say. It just it's just so smooth and the way he can change his tempo so flawlessly. It's it's really really cool to watch. It's Michael Jordanish, isn't it? I wouldn't go that far. I mean, no? maybe with with a little bit. Uh, Michael Jordan's certainly capable of doing that. I, I don't want to compare SGA to Michael Jordan. There are some similarities, absolutely. Yeah, similar. Uh, but yeah. I I think he's got a long way to go before before you can make that comparison. But just looking at the score, you know. Uh, Josh Giddy was one rebound away from a triple double. He has right. thirty one. SGA has thirty two. Dort with twenty seven. I mean, they they got contribution from a lot of players, but those three were the reason that they won the game. Absolutely. Whereas if you look at the Pelicans, you know, the, the Pelicans had a pretty good game too. <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. players did. So it's it's hard to blame the loss on one or two plays, but. I think what you said is right. It's just the injuries were too much to overcome. They got into a bad seed, and you get into a situation where your back's against the wall and you must win. And, you know, it's a young team. They weren't able to do it. It seemed like Ingram was carrying the team, and when it came to the fourth quarter, they were just giving the ball to him, and it was all on him to do what it takes to win it for the Pelicans. But he couldn't do it. He had a chance, though. I don't know if you saw the end of the game, but he 
hit that three pointer at the end. Um, there was another yeah, time when he. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I'm 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 just mixing one play up with another team. We'll talk about it in a little bit on the Lakers, but yeah, he he just there was a chance, you know. They but then they just ran out it of time. Honestly, yeah, they just ran out of time. Yeah. is ultimately what it was. The the Pelicans outscore the Oklahoma City Thunder in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the huge third quarter from the Thunder was just—it was too much to overcome. Ultimately, yep. And um, Ingram had thirty also, points. Valachunas had eighteen rebounds. So yeah, I was going to talk about that because we see we see the same thing happen all year. If, if you've been listening to the podcast, the Thunder cannot box out. Yep. So opposing teams get a ton of rebounds. Uh, I don't know what the final number is going to be because that game's still going. But the Timberwolves had a ton of rebounds tonight, specifically Anthony. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, shoot, who am I thinking? Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, yeah. He had a just a ton, a ton of rebounds. So he, they just can't box anybody out. Now, hopefully that gets better with Chet Holmgren coming in next year. Mm-hmm. But that has been their downfall all of this year. Let's talk about what I think was the most fun game of the playing games, and that is the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Yes, this game goes into overtime, and really, it's just kind of a. Well, let's first back it up a little bit. Rudy Gobert not playing in this game. He was suspended for punching teammate um, Kyle Anderson in the last game of the season. There's another player whose name escapes me right now. So McDaniels, is that his name, who broke his hand uh, in in that game as well? He punched a wall. When was that? Like after the first quarter, I think? Or was it at halftime? First first half. It was in the first half, I believe. Uh, he, he, he went to, he said he punched a curtain without realizing there was a concrete wall behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. A little decorated so, curtain in the hallway towards the locker yeah. room. And he just, for some reason, he said, why would you decide to punch a curtain? First of all, out of frustration, like that's going to do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a wall there and then he ends up hitting metal behind it or concrete or whatever. <laughs> I think it was a concrete wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I saw the replay. It, it looked like there was a metal bar behind it and yeah, just was it? Okay. stupid yeah, on I, his part. I mean. When you're a basketball player, that's that's why you don't punch other players on the court because oh, yeah. you put your hand at risk for fracturing it. It's it's kind of easy to fracture your your wrist and hand when you punch things. So, uh, just, big he, things yeah. are hard to punch. <laughs> right, just <laughs> crazy so that stupid. that happened. I mean, at the worst time of year. So, worst time of year. So they go into the playoff. They go into this playing game, and it's not a must win because again, it's a seven eight seed. The winner becomes the seven seed to face the Memphis Grizzly. Grizzlies, the loser <laughs> becomes, uh, they have a second chance to play the winner of the, in this case, it was the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, who, who beat the Pelicans. So they still have a chance. It wasn't, it wasn't one and done. And, um, this game, the Timberwolves had a very commanding lead. It was 80 to 65 mm-hmm. at one point in this game. They were up by 15 points. The fourth quarter was just a complete meltdown for yeah, the Timberwolves. They weird. did not score other than their, we'll get to the, the last three shots of the game, but they went six minutes without scoring in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which is in, you can't do that. You can't do that in these, these playoff games, these play in games. And that ultimately lost them the game. If they would have done anything in the fourth quarter, the Lakers would not have been able to tie it up, yeah. not have played the overtime, but. The end of the game, Mike Conley hits a th- puts up a, a prayer three from the corner. Anthony Davis, for some stupid reason, fouls him. I right. mean, it was a terrible shot. He wasn't set up, so he gets three three throws. Yeah, and Anthony Davis kind of put his foot in the landing zone, and I think that's why the refs called the foul because Anthony Davis didn't yeah. really make any bodily contact, but he put his foot he didn't, in that zone, and that's why they called yeah. it. 
I agree. He didn't impact the shot at all. It was a terrible shot. Yeah. If he just would have done nothing, the game yep. would have been over. But he gets called. He gets for the foul, and it was a foul to the refs. You know, defense. It. it that's mm-hmm. the rule. You can't do that. He he broke the rule. Yep. Gets called for the foul. Mike Conley with 0.1 seconds left gets three three throws. Yeah. He imagine that pressure. Any of those. <laughs> oh yeah, the game's over. But he nailed all three of them to force this game into overtime. So. That is the one silver lining is that you have somebody that doesn't cave to the pressure mm-hmm. that, you know, hey, we want him at the three throw line if that's going to happen. So yeah. that, you know, that was a midseason acquisition and he, that that saved their their chance in this game. You get to overtime. The Lakers just I think you and I were texting this game. Nobody on the Timberwolves wanted to take a shot. They yeah. seemed hesitant. Nobody seemed confident. And it just showed in everything that they did. Pass, pass, turnover. Yeah. Pass, pass, bad shot. It was really weird. Turnover. Yeah, because I was watching the most of the game, and they seemed so confident. And then the fourth quarter came around, and it seemed like nobody wanted to put the game away. Like, everyone was scared that... they Basically, it seemed like they were scared they were going to lose the game for their team. So yeah. instead of shooting good <laughs> shots, they just... If, even if there was somewhat <laughs> open, they would pass it away because they're like, I don't want to be responsible for losing it. And they lost the game as a team. They... They lost the game as a team, absolutely right. And it certainly doesn't help that Rudy Gobert wasn't on the court yep. because he punched a teammate. Um, so this team is just, I mean, this, this, this team was is perfect, too punchy. <laughs> this team is way too punchy. This was the 19th game that they had double digit lead in the fourth quarter and lost this yeah. season. So how do you feel comfortable knowing that you have a lead and no lead is safe? Yeah. I, I certainly understand why they were, they were playing cautious and hesitant because they've seen it so many times before. So the Lakers win. They move on to the seventh seed to face the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think the Lakers can absolutely defeat the Memphis Grizzlies in that next round. They are playing. They're, they're clicking. They're getting, they're getting hot at the right time, which is oh so important in the playoffs. Hey. And they're getting points from a lot of players. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Roy, thank you. I was just going to uh, mention Ray Hachimara. Yeah, both of those guys put up double digits. Schroeder had a fantastic game. 21 points. I told you he's just, amazing. He <laughs> he was just, <laughs> this game he was definitely on fire. So, he performed and it's going to get him more he played 33 minutes in this game. Yeah. Yeah, he's an excellent so, point guard. He definitely I mean, I I now think he's better than Beverly was. Um, he should have been a starter. Oh, for sure. He's better yeah. than, uh, uh, what's his name, De- Russell Westbrook. And uh, yeah, he this is a, a good spot for him, you know. Like we talked about before, like is Irving, is there a chance that he's going to be traded to the Lakers? No, you just keep Schroeder because he's the guy to go with right now. We keep Schroeder. I don't know what D'Angelo Russell's contract situation is, but you also have Austin Reeves who is, is playing very good as well. Yeah. They're trusting him with big shots. So I, I absolutely think the Lakers can beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know a scary who team. I want to win that series. I, I, I'm kind of indifferent. I kind of want the Lakers to win, which is feels really dirty and wrong to say. <laughs> but that's kind of where my head is right now, just because I'm not a big Memphis Grizzlies fan. You know, they were so cocky with Jara Morant basically saying, hey, we're not worried about the West. We'll, we'll see whoever in the NBA Finals. Yeah. You need to worry about the West. The West is loaded, and I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to find that out the hard way. Uh, certainly, if it's not the Lakers, then it'll be, um, you know, either the the Warriors or the Kings. Yep. I was just going to say that. So, yeah, that's who they're going to face. If if whichever team, whichever one of these two teams wins, they need to fa- face Sacramento or Golden State, which are two excellent teams. So, yeah, that that's a scary bracket right there. That bottom half, oof. Those are all four really good teams. Yep, absolutely. And when it, we'll, we'll do a full playoff rundown in just a second. But when you look at the West, I 
I honestly think other than well, no, I take that back. I honestly think any team could win their first round playoff. Like name a team that's in the the postseason. I think they could win their first round matchup. The Kings being the Warriors, sure. The Warriors being the Kings, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no completely lopsided one. Maybe the Nuggets and the Timberwolves are the most. I'm looking but at the that Timberwolves as you say can it. win games. They, they could win games if if they're if they're clicking right. and. Who, what Timberwolves team is going to show up? I ultimately, is is the question. Yeah, I mean they're they're probably going to lose a lead against Denver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they'll lose at least one game. Yeah, uh, where they where they'll have a big lead. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Let's talk about the first game that kicked all of this playing off, and that was the Hawks and the Heat. I meant to put a wager on this game on the Heat. I did not, and I'm really glad I oh, I yeah. missed it because there was in my head there's no way. That the Heat are going to lose this game. Wow. They are they're they're such a talented team. And then when you look at the the box score, Kyle Lowry thirty three points, Tyler Hero twenty six points. How do they lose this game? And it was just the Hawks from top to bottom played better, and they go on to the seventh seed to face the Celtics. I didn't watch this game. I just watched some of the recap of this game. The biggest thing that stood out to me was Bam Adebayo with only twelve points. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you kind of need more from him. If you're going to make a deep playoff run, yep, and and they didn't get it, and that I think that's the reason why they lost this game. You know, Clint Capella, who is the center for the Hawks, he had 21 rebounds. Yeah, uh, you can't let that happen. You can't that's let ridiculous. that guy just own the boards like just that. Box him out he a little scored, bit, you know. Come on, uh, just do something, right? Those are those. Are, <laughs> so it, I think he had a, a pretty forgettable game. Um, and ultimately, that's what cost them the game. So, again, them being the, were they seven or the eight seed? I forget. They were the eight seed. Uh, I'm sorry. They were the seven seed. So now they get to go and face the, the winner of the other East play-in game. So not out of it yet, but definitely surprised by the outcome of that game. Uh, Ronnie, did you watch this game? Do you have any, any comments on this game? I couldn't watch it. I was at work, and I, I hate that about work. You know, I wanted to get home and watch this game, but yeah. no, but... Yeah, Kyle Lowry with his 33 points. Where did that come from? I mean, where has that been uh, all year yeah, long? Yeah, no so, joke. Yeah, yeah, just pretty amazing he, he, just to look at these stats and see that the Heat lost, you know? But yeah, and I had a feeling yeah. about this game. I don't know. I couldn't explain it, but I was just like, I think the Hawks are going to take this one. But yeah, they sure did. <laughs> I was I was shocked by it, yeah. So the Hawks take it. They go on to face the Celtics in the first round. Let's talk about the last of the, the uh, I guess, round one of the play-in tournament, and that's the Bulls and the Raptors. And this game was one that I watched most of. Uh, I stepped out, was preparing dinner during parts of it. But I thought the Bulls were going to walk away with this game. And man, oh man, it was much, much closer than I thought. Yeah. And if it wasn't for a huge fourth quarter from the Bulls, specifically uh, Zach Levine having 39 points total, right. but a huge fourth quarter. They win 109 to 105. They advance to play uh, for a chance to win the eight seed. This game was was a lot of fun. There were some really fun facts that I didn't know, and and one of them was Pascal Siakam has hadn't touched a basketball until he was 18 years old. Yeah, and that, that just was crazy when you text me that. Blows my mind. Yeah, when they said that on the thing, I was just like, and he's 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 essentially an all star. I don't know if he made the all star team, but certainly on the cusp of that, he had 32 points, led the scores for the Raptors, but it was just too much when um you got so many shooters on the Bulls. You know, yeah. is it going to be Demar Derozan? Is it going to be Levine? Is it going to be Caruso? Um, so he's 29 years old. So he's only been playing basketball for 11 years. Which, yeah, I mean, how how long has he been a pro for? You know, like he got he probably made pro like on his fourth year of playing basketball ever. 
Probably That's somewhere crazy. around there. He's just freakishly athletic and, and yeah. picked up the game pretty quickly. But uh, he's at home now. He he lost the Toronto Raptors. I was rooting for the Raptors, but I don't really know why. I just think I like Toronto. You know that that year that they won the finals yeah. was so magical. But and you I, like I know Siakam team, though. I do like Siakam, yeah, and I like Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, um, OG Anobi has was great on on some of the daily fantasies I picked up um, yep. when I was doing some underdog daily fantasies. So they have a they have a fun team to watch. They traded for Jacob Potiel uh, at the trade deadline to try to to do a little bit more, but it was just not enough. Yep, not enough. So they fall to the Bulls. They go home. The Bulls go on to play the Miami Heat for a chance to win the eight seed. And, and that takes us to where we are today. Oh, wait. Not not only did uh, Levine score 39 points, but Beverly in that game scored three points. So good job, Beverly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got his points there. <laughs> uh, they showed DeMar DeRozan's daughter uh, at the game in Toronto, yeah. and she would just let out this ear-piercing scream. Did you hear that the scream? the Raptors were at the three-throw line. Yeah, it was it's loud. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it was, <laughs> it was it like a... It reminds me of my kid when she screams. Yeah, like, it was ah. one of those scary screams. You know, like when a kid screams like that, you're like, holy crap, what's wrong? You know? And, yeah. But she was doing that every free-throw. It was like 36 times they attempted the free-throws. Can you imagine sitting next to that girl and hearing that every free-throw? No. Just like, oh, <laughs> please stop. So here's a fun stat. They went 18 from 36, 50% from the three-throw line. They're normally a 73 74% wow. free throw shooting yeah. team did the scream make a difference i think it does cuz like as a father i mean you hear that and you're just like if you have that immediately like someone's in trouble yeah. so i think it's part of that like you're it's a weird eerie feeling yeah. that you get like you just need to look at it and like make sure something like something happened you know and i don't know just that definitely would throw off my concentration when i was shooting free throws so well, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Uh, and that, that would that's the difference of this game, right? Mm-hmm. They lose by four points. They right. missed 18 three throws. Yeah. Uh, it's a totally different story if if they hit those. So, kids, if you're listening, practice your three throws. You never know how important they're going to be. Yes, until especially later, until it's too if, late. Yeah, especially if you're more towards the floor on a Suns game too, like for the home crowd, <laughs> please. When you're whoever the Suns play yeah. against, please do it for our opposing team. <laughs> Oh, we said two different things, but that's okay. I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, so that sets up tonight's matchup. The Heat and the Bulls for a chance to play Milwaukee. To do, which it's going to be a bloodbath. And the Thunder and the Timberwolves for a chance to play the Denver Nuggets. Let's start with the first game, the Bulls and the Heat. And this was all Miami in the fourth quarter. Uh, they outscore the Bulls 35-23. to 23. This game was 93-91 with about a minute 18 left. The okay. Bulls don't score another point, and Miami scores another nine. Wow. And, and just runs away with the game. That's so putting a game that away a, right there. Yeah, that is an exclamation point to put a game away. And you're absolutely right. They 100% did that. And it, looking at the numbers, you know, DeMar DeRozan, great game, 26 points. Everybody else just kind of came back to earth from from the previous game. How you many know? points did Beverly, Beverly score with that game? zero points. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's he averaging he one answer. and a half points now. That's good. One and a half points in the playing tournament for Patrick Beverly. Uh, but again, we're looking at the stats here. Max Struess was hot. He scores 31 points tonight. Bam Adebayo, again, not a strong game. 17 rebounds. So that's definitely contributing more so than the game one. But yeah. I, I, I want to give him a pass on this game because when Max Struess is shooting like he was tonight, yeah, make that extra pass. Give him yep. the ball and and do what you need to do to get your team win, which tonight was was getting rebounds. So I give him the pass tonight. However, 
I think uh, what did what did I say he had the night before? Twelve points, and then eight tonight. He he averaged ten points a game so far this postseason. Yeah, okay. that's that's not gonna that's not gonna beat the Bucks. Yeah. So they need Butler and Adebayo. He, they're the two top players, and then they need either Struss or Hero or or Gabe Vincent or somebody else to come up and and score some points. So yeah, I I think I think the Heat are gonna get swept. Maybe go five games against the Bucks. I don't think this is a really good matchup for them. Uh, this is um, one of those matchups where hopefully the Heat just make it exciting. You know, hopefully they yeah they take it farther than just four games. You know, <laughs> I hope this playoff I, goes I at, so. at least at least six games. They just need to win a couple to make it exciting. I just don't. I just think the Bucks are too talented, and, and this Heat team has just been so inconsistent all year. Yeah. And you can't do that in the postseason and expect to win these series. Yep. Last game of the night, the Thunder versus the Timberwolves. I was certainly rooting for the Thunder. I mentioned that I became a big fan of SGA. SGA got nailed in the face by Gobert in the third quarter. I don't know if you saw that replay. There's just a putback that Gobert was going for. He was rebounding the ball and a miss that he made. And SGA was just right in the way of his elbow. I was shocked to see him return to the game yeah. the way that he did, but he did. He came back in, and uh, it just wasn't enough, you know. Yeah, Josh Giddy had a terrible game. You know, he was a rebound away from a triple double in this game. He scored six points, five rebounds, four assists. I mean, that is that's not going to win you any games. Mm-hmm. But the problem that they continue to have is they have no one at the center position. There were three players on the Timberwolves uh, that had ten or more rebounds. Yeah, that's crazy. You just you just can't win that game. You can't win yet. Yeah. It's it's not going to happen. And and I think that's something that Chet Holgram maybe will fix. But they also probably need to address it with some depth at the center position. They need some size. Yeah. SGA is not a big guard. Uh, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy, those are those are not big guys. Dort was playing the center position most of tonight because the Timberwolves have two centers right between right. Gobert and Towns. It's pick your poison. Um, so they don't have the size, and this game was never – was it close at any point? I, I joined, tuned in late. It, not um, not that know, I've seen. I mean yeah. – The first quarter, you know, it was a one-point game, and then the Timberwolves win the third, second quarter, the third quarter. Yeah, so yeah, they, they kind of blew it like, open. Like second quarter, so yeah, it didn't seem like it was close at all for me, you know, but yeah. Yeah, they had a 10-point lead at halftime, and they just – they never really got it below that. There was a yeah. couple times it ballooned up to 18 and then back down to 10. But then it just, yeah, it ends up being 120 to 95. So the Timberwolves go on to play the Nuggets. You're mentioning rebounds. Uh, Jalen Williams, playoffs. he was a center. It shows, well, on my yeah. end, it shows that he was a center for this game and he's only six foot nine. So yeah, I could, I could see where their lack of rebounding came in because yeah, they're just so much smaller compared to the Timberwolves. And we saw that all year. All year I was saying, yep. pick whoever's playing the Thunder if you're trying to get rebounds. And yeah. it just happened every game. And, and that ultimately, I think, was their undoing. These second second chance points. Yeah. Just, you can't overcome that. You can't win those games like that. So, yeah. That, yeah is, that is the play-in tournament. I was kind of pulling for the Wolves because I feel like they have a better roster. I think if, you, if Oklahoma City moved on in the next round, it just kind of would have been a waste. But I'm now with Minnesota in there, <laughs> I I think they have a chance. They're playing against the the Denver Nuggets, and I think out of all those teams that you know we're in the play in, they probably have the best chance to beat the Nuggets. So 
We'll see if they win a couple of games too. Make that I'm exciting. I'm scared of the Nuggets, which probably is stupid to say out loud. Mm-hmm. But I just, I nothing about them is like, oh man, I don't want to play the Nuggets. I understand. Uh, I don't want to play the Bucks. I don't want to play the Celtics. But the Nuggets don't don't scare me as much. Jokic just think, doesn't seem like he's like an athletic freak, you know. So he he kind of feels yeah. like he's beatable, but he's smart, you know. He's he yeah. uses his body well, and he makes really good smart decisions too. And uh, yeah, he's just a I don't know, he's like that snake in the grass, you know. He just knows how to play. So I have a question for you. The play-in tournament just is over now, right? There, mm-hmm. some teams play two games, some teams played one game. Those stats are basically meaningless because they're not considered playoff stats. They're not considered regular season stats. Mm-hmm. So they just they just go away. That I was wondering is about that. Fair? That. Uh, I mean, it's I guess they go so. out of their way. They go out of their way not to call the play-in tournament the playoffs. But it's postseason. The regular season is over and you're playing games. So technically, it's the postseason. Right. So do they need to change that category instead of being playoff points, have it be postseason points? They might as well because it's not like these teams are going to go crazy with stats. You know, like any team that makes it through the play in, they're probably going to lose anyway still because they're, these are all (laughs) like the last teams, you know? So they should just include them. But it made me think of, Next year, when you said they're going to do like the special playoff, yeah. whatever, and the like for Christmas or not the um, the in season tournament, yeah. yeah. So because that's going to count for a regular season, and then one team's going to have like eighty three games compared to everyone else is going to have eighty two. So why yeah. don't they include these play in games if they're going to include the the I don't know the Christmas games next year? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting dilemma that they have, and and you know it's hard to compare generations like they do that with baseball all the time like oh he had this many strikeouts in a season but they're playing 35 more games a season so are they really yeah it's, it's i didn't know that no, i mean I, I, don't know, I just pulled that number out oh, of okay. the air versus like the babe roof era or something like that yeah. where they weren't playing i never really two games known how i thought it was just always the same amount of games but yeah i never even it thought is, of it yeah changing. no 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 they over over the baseball's old game yeah. right so they've, they've added games uh through th- over the years even if it's 12 uh, games decades. or something like that you know that, that's yeah a lot. it makes a difference yeah. So anyways, let's let's do a quick rundown of the playoff roster. Let's start out east. The Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed, will be going against the Miami Heat. Cleveland versus New York Knicks. We have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. And finally, the Boston Celtics versus the Atlanta Hawks. Um, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. I, I don't really see New York and Cleveland is the only series that I think I don't really know who's going to win. I, I'm yeah. rooting for Cleveland, but I think Miami is just going to get beat up by Milwaukee. Brooklyn's going to get beat up by Philly, and um, Boston is going to destroy Atlanta. I think. Mm-hmm. Any any disagreements there, or you think uh, thinking the same thing? I'm I, I'm pretty sure the 76ers will beat the Nets. I'm excited to watch that game still because we mentioned that before. I, we have Suns players on there. I really want the Nets to win. <laughs> I just want them to just be that surprise team. I, I want them to move forward. They probably won't, though. But yeah, have no. you seen the beef between Bradley Beal and Spencer Dinwiddie? No. What's that about? Oh, tune in in the next episode, our next full episode. Okay, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about that because good idea. It's we'll so it. so weird, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. So yeah, I, I, Brooklyn is such a different team from when it started off. You know, you had Katie and Kyrie that won all those games that put them in position to be in the postseason, and now you have this. You know, the new guys. Are are they going to be able to gel and and put make a series out of this? Mm-hmm. I I don't think they will, but yeah, who knows? 
All right, in the West, we have the Denver Nuggets against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Clippers, the Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And like I said, I legitimately think any team, there's no, there's none that I would say I guarantee you this team is going to beat this team. I think any team is capable of winning this first series, which is scary, uh, especially as a, as a Phoenix Suns fan. Mm-hmm. You know, With Paul George being out, yeah, maybe we got a chance. Maybe we're going to win this, but nothing nothing would surprise me coming out of this. Is there anything that you would say, this is the lock? I think this series is definitely going to go to this team. No, honestly, not not even with the Suns, too. I mean, so obviously I'm looking forward to most watching the Suns and Clippers, right? But oh, the sure. second yeah. one that I'm mo- most looking forward to watching is a Kings versus Golden State. Like, I just, I'm I hope so the Kings looking forward to that. Yeah, could just beat Golden yeah. State so bad. Those are also both California teams, so I think that would be a a big swing for just fans because California fans, they always just go for the most winning team. They just always cheer for the whatever team is winning. And that would be huge for Sacramento Kings to beat Golden State. That's just like the change in the guards, you know, just, you know what I mean? Like it's just, that would be so crazy if they won. And then if the Lakers win against Memphis, they play against one of those two California teams too. So then it's like, again, same thing. Like, I just hope the California teams (laughs) keep going, you know? So that that's going to be yeah. really cool. I hope the Lakers beat I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies, even though I like the Grizzlies too. I want to see John Morant do good too, but he's just all in a bunch of trouble this year. I kind of almost hope he doesn't win because of that, you know, but yeah, exciting. I was going to say, you could have a Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, uh, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Which would be so funny because then it's, you know, who's on the Clippers? Russell Westbrook <laughs> yeah. going against his old team staying in the same building so uh yeah, that right? that would be pretty funny i i do think golden state versus sacramento is is could be a lot of fun to watch uh one of the things that i'm sure will be talked about at nauseum uh as as that series advances is you know mike brown is the head coach of the sacramento kings he was an assistant coach of golden state warriors last year so mm-hmm. I, i'm sure it's exciting for him to be facing his old team and uh you know what that means for him if they win is it's got to be just huge for them so yes i would say i i don't i don't think any of these series is our lock i think the one that's probably the closest to the lock is going to be phoenix over the clippers if it stays as is and that is paul george not playing and everyone on the suns being healthy so yep. that if that stays true then i think that's going to be the the most likely path forward um but otherwise pfft, no idea I kind of feel like the Lakers is a lock against Memphis. I don't know why. It's, it's, that's just one of those feelings I have. You I know what I mean? Like, you too. I wouldn't say a lock, but I kind of feel like the Lakers are the, should be the favorite in that yeah, series. There's just something there that I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but whenever I have those feelings, it just, I don't know what it is. Whenever I can't explain it, it just happens. You know, it's just <laughs> something such, I got to place a bet way on. with words, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a just been a special overtime edition, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. But on the next episode, we're going to talk about the Bradley Beal, Spencer Dimwitty Twitter wars. Uh, they have announced the NBA award finalists, so MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've announced the final three for all of those, and we're going to talk about the Mavericks being fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and whether or not we think that's fair, whether or not that we think that's right. All of that is going to be on our next episode. Ronnie, do you have any closing thoughts for this episode tonight? I would like to add something to our next episode. I bought NBA 2K23 
And we are finally going to find out if you had five Jokic's versus five LeBron's or whoever else, who's going to win? I'm going to create that and, All right. and put that on our next podcast. And yeah, who do you think is going to be? Who's, who, who do you think is going to win the MVP now? We're going to run into Ronnie's mad scientist experiment and uh, see the results of that. So yeah, take the finals, the finalists, yep. three finalists, which we'll talk about in the next episode. And let's play them. And then, yeah, if you have uh, anyone else you want to throw in there. Absolutely. All right. Guys, check out your local listing. The playoffs start on Saturday. They start tomorrow, Saturday. Suns are playing Sunday. I am super excited about this postseason. And uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you.